Hey, Salt Lake, at the risk of being too personal, is your mattress sagging? If you are rolling into a taco every night, I am begging you to visit your local mattress warehouse and just try something a little firmer. Your spine is the center of your being, and I don't just want you to have good posture. I want you to Disney princess your way around this city, flush with optimism from a good night's sleep. Visit mattresswarehouseutah.com to find the location nearest you. That's mattresswarehouseutah.com. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, the Utah Department of Transportation is making plans to widen I-15 between Salt Lake and Farmington, pushing into neighborhoods and adding more construction to our plate. I asked Republican State Senator Todd Weiler where he's at on this controversial project because it falls pretty squarely in his district and the legislature has already appropriated $1.6 billion for stuff like this. Today's Monday, December 5th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Senator Weiler, the UDOT is making, I should clarify, the Utah Department of Transportation, because sometimes we throw on these acronyms and people are like, what is that? Um, they're making plans to widen Highway I-15 starting at 4th South in Salt Lake, which is basically Rose Park, Fair Park area, up to Farmington. The widest option that I saw, and I wonder if this is also what you've seen, is 14 total travel lanes, 23 lanes with lanes and shoulders. That's huge. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, that is really big. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I actually ran some numbers. I don't know if you're a football fan, but anywhere between like half to three quarters of a football field yeah, that's, is easier for me to wrap my head around. That's pretty wide. I haven't seen anybody else counting like the, you know, the the shoulder lanes, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Well, I have to ask you, because you commute to Salt Lake for work from Davis County, how will this expansion change your drive? Well, it, it will change my drive, especially in the winter. In the summer, I usually ride my bike or take front runner or a combination of both. But, you know, like this morning, it took me probably 15 to 18 minutes to get downtown Salt Lake. I live in Woods Cross. What will really affect my commute is this construction, and I'm not looking forward to that at all. You know, the majority of my constituents, I do represent half of Rose Park, and starting January 1st, I'll have the upper avenues. And um, But the majority of my constituents are in the Bountiful, North Salt Lake, um, West Bountiful, Centerville region. And so I think a lot of them would probably welcome the expansion. But then I have to take into consideration my Rose Park constituents, who I'm already hearing from, and they they don't welcome, <laughs> welcome the expansion. So do you then, do you think that the expansion will lower the overall commute time or do you think... It's kind of going to be more of the same. I, I think it'll lower it initially, but as the population, you know, as there there's more homes built in the Ogden area and the Syracuse area, et cetera, um, I think eventually, I mean, this, they're looking at 2050. When I was at the UDOT presentation last night, they're looking at traffic flows in 2050. And of course, if we wait till 2050 to try to catch up, then it's way too late. And I say that because I've watched the same thing happen over the last 25 years with other projects. I've lived in Woods Cross in the same house for 25 years. And so I've been through a couple of these other construction projects and 
they are relentless, you know, and it takes years. Uh, it's, this is not like a three-week or a three-month project. It's probably more like a three-year project, and it probably won't start for a couple of years. I know the current planning phase goes through 2024, just with them collecting information and, you know, doing the EIS and the impact studies and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your district, because as you mentioned, like you told me it's about divided probably 90-10 between Davis County and like the Rose Park, Salt Lake area. Does that feel right? It is right now. But on January 1st, I lose most of my Centerville part of my district and I pick up the other avenues. So probably it's going to shift more to 80-20 um, starting hmm. in January. So, yeah. of course, all of my opinions will will change by 10%. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, got, I mean, that's kind of what I want to ask you because yeah. – there, There is quite a bit of opposition coming, certainly from the Salt Lake contingency, the yes. Salt Lake ambassadors, yeah. um, to this project. And one of the big concerns is that this highway expansion is going to push into Rose Park and Fair Park neighborhoods. And so there are people who are your constituents that are kind of looking right now with not a ton of information at the possibility of losing their home to a highway expansion like I mean, what do you say to them? Like, this is where the job is tough. Yeah, it, it is tough. And certainly I want to uh, lend a listening ear to all of my constituents, especially my Rose Park constituents, because they're probably the ones that could be impacted the most by this. And and certainly I will advocate for them and advocate to UDOT and to the other legislators that we should have as minimal of an impact on homes and yards as possible. I, you know, um, because the presentation I was at last night was in Centerville, we were looking at some of the off ramps in Centerville that will really, you know, basically take out people's backyards. And, and the council members were saying, well, are you going to buy the whole house or are you just going to leave them with, you know, a freeway up to their back porch, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, and so I just want to emphasize this isn't just affecting Rose Park, but I do think it, it will affect Rose Park the most. But in any event, I, I want to advocate for Rose Park and I want to be very sensitive to their needs. And, you know, I go to a lot of their, well, I go to the town council meetings that I'm invited to. Um, and I, I know they, they feel picked on a lot. They feel picked on when it came to airport expansion and they felt picked on when it came to the prison relocation. And now we've got freeway expansion. And, you know, that, that that's a lot. That's a lot to ask one community to bear. Yeah. And I mean, the number one issue in Salt Lake for sure is housing. And the West Side is where we see homes coming down the most. Yeah. And we already don't have enough units for people, right? Our vacancy rate is low. It's like less than 2%, I think. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about knocking down people's homes, they don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just Allie, I think you know this, but I want to make sure all your listeners realize if a home is knocked down, I mean, the, 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 the state or UDOT, they're required to pay the owner just compensation, which is generally defined as fair market value. So there's appraisers involved. The homeowner can request a second appraisal. If they don't like the second appraisal, they can force the, you know, it to a jury trial and the jury will decide what they're entitled to. So it's not like, I just want, I don't want anyone to listen to this conversation and think that someone could lose their home and not be paid for the home. But now your point is, is they may not have anywhere else to buy, even though they have a check in their pocket, they they still right. have lost their house. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's a big deal. And that's that this, especially for, you know, maybe you've been neighbors for 50 years with somebody or, or maybe, you know, you've got all of these uh, memories and sentimental, you know, experiences tied up with this house and this yard. And, you know, maybe your father just died or your mother just died or they're dying and they want to stay at home. I mean, all of that is, um, you know, pulls up my heartstrings and, and, and certainly matters to me. But I think that has to be weighed against, you know, the needs of a growing state because almost every road you drive on, well, you know, a lot of the roads you drive on every day, somebody else lost their home or part of their yard or part of their farm field. Because, you know, if our policy was you can only make roads or expand roads where there's no houses, we would shut down like yesterday because, you know, even the legacy north, which which they tried to build through unincorporated areas, I think that took out 39 or 36 houses. And I I told you um, before we went on the air, you know, one of those was one of my coworkers 10 years ago, and he was coming to my office every day complaining. I'm like, dude, you know, <laughs> we're doing what we can. That was, you know, up in the Kaysville Clearfield area. Mm-hmm. But in any event, yeah, it sucks. It's It sucks if that's your house or, or your neighborhood for sure. Yeah. I mean, we joked about your opinion shifting 10% when your district shifts. But as a legislator, I have to ask, like, if 80% of your district was in Rose Park and 20% was in Davis County, would you make the same argument about roads displacing people for the good of the state? Yeah, I don't think that was a joke for me. So I take, you know, I'm a lawyer in my full-time job. I'm a lawmaker in my part-time job. I'm used to taking other people's interest and and advocating for them. That's kind of what I do for a living. And I think I enjoy it. I I think, you know, at times I'm good at that. Um, So the 80-20 versus 90-10 is not going to change. I'm going to advocate for the Rose Park community. And I'm also going to tell people, look, you know, there there's this corridor between Canada and Mexico, and it goes right through Rose Park. And at the end of the day, the, I, I don't think the state's going to allow this huge bottleneck just, you know, right around 4th North or 6th North uh, to stop this international commerce that's going on. So I, I think that there will be, um, from the plans I've seen, they're, they're going to add some trails and, and bike lanes and things like that. Um, and they're also going to add better connectivity uh, 1,000 North and uh, and some other areas. So there may be some advantages at the end of the day to Rose Park, and, and there will probably be some disadvantages, quite frankly. But it's not like people in Rose Park don't use the freeway or don't need to get on and off the freeway. So I think that they're, they're going to try to really improve the connectivity issues, not only for on and off the freeway, but also to connect the communities together. But yeah, there. I think the reality is, is at the end of the day, some people... Um, may be forced to move out of their homes. And, and that's that's terrible. And I think we should take every precaution to try to avoid that if possible. Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harmon's makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's Hot Cross Buns. 
I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmons. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Well, you mentioned that you're a transit user, and I know this because I follow your Twitter, which I feel like I would I would like to have a whole separate conversation with you about your Twitter <laughs> account, Senator. But um, you're also the co-chair of the legislature's Clean Air Caucus. and I, I am one of the co-chairs. One of the There's co-chairs, several, yeah. forgive me. Yeah. And the neighborhood you live in, like y'all's air quality, there are days where it's worse than ours. You've got the refinery yeah. and Limport on the way. You know, we all know about the crisis at the lake. How do you feel about this proposal to expand I-15 aligning with efforts to reduce toxic air? You know, we're hearing these conversations that by 2035, all of the new cars will be electric cars. I, I, I hope we have enough lithium and other minerals to make that happen. But, um, but I do hope that because the vehicles and the, and the energy sources are going to get cleaner, that this is a short, a short term problem rather than a long term problem. But the reality is, even if we all bought electric cars tomorrow, we still have to have roads to drive them on. And, um, you know, we're we're a growing state. Most of us, I have four kids, two of them are homeowners and two of them aren't. And I want my, you know, two youngest kids to be able to buy homes to raise families. And I think that's kind of the American dream. And so I think it's important to try to balance all of those interests. The, the devil's always in the details, but um, I do expect, you know, I think it'd be foolish to, to think that this, that I-15 will never be expanded. Um, I do think at some point we we reach this breaking point where you're like, okay, it's you know 13 lanes or 21 lanes or whatever, we can't go any further. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we're there yet. I guess that's where I feel like I keep coming down on this is like, is you know how do you feel about the argument that like giving people more lanes kind of just induces demand? Like, can't traffic frustration be a lever to encourage more public transit use? Like if we kind of go on like this forever, because it feels like I-15 is always under construction. Like I can't remember the last time it wasn't. So where do we reach our breaking point? Yeah. And, you know, um, that's a great question. I just talked to the governor's office yesterday. Um, there will be a proposal. I hope I'm not uh, breaking news here, but Though I hope you are. There's going to be a proposal to make UTA free for a whole year for everyone and and to kind of see what we get from there. I think I think the hardest obstacle is get the person to take that train the first time. And they you know, their people are nervous, like, you know, where do I scan my you know, where do I buy a pass? Where do I get on? You know, where do I sit on the train? But once those obstacles are overcome, it's easier the second time and easier the third time. But you're right. But if you look at the permits being pulled, like in Syracuse and parts of Weber County, the demand for home prior to the interest rates going up six months ago, the demand for homes was so great that people, the traffic was an afterthought because people just wanted to get out of their parents' basement and yeah. into a home or out of the apartment or stop, you know, like you, your podcast that you talk about, stop paying, you know, your landlord's mortgage. There's such a push for that, that I think traffic may play a factor, but it's probably less than 3%. <laughs> You're right that I pay close attention to these kinds of issues. And so for that reason, this feels really hot button to me. But I often find that 
my feelings about an issue are out of step with like the how people generally feel or how people are communicating with their legislators about something. So I'm curious what your inbox looks like on this issue. I, are people fired up? I just started getting emails on this and I know I know that there's going to be a crescendo. It's going to increase and increase and increase. Um, the, the first emails I got said, can you can you try to get UDOT to extend the comment period because it was designed hmm. to end on December 16th, which is right before Christmas. And so we've already done that. We've ex- UDOT's yeah. extended it to um, January 13th. And I did talk to UDOT uh, uh, about that. So that, that that's, you know, a, a very small victory, but an important one for some people. And then, you know, I think we're in phase three of a seven phase study. And I think in phase four, there's a, a new comment period that's not as EIS related, but it's more impact related, like, you know, how many homes are going to have to be destroyed or torn down or yards and things like that. And so I would, I would encourage all of your listeners to, you know, get on, pull out their phones and send an email, you know, to UDOT and let them know what they think about these issues, because I think that public input is, is a very important component of this whole process. Yeah. Well, and great segue, because I do have one last question for you, and it's related to this ramp up to the legislative session in January. I think people are always trying to figure out the best way to communicate with their representatives. And so if someone's fired up about an issue, they want to write you a good, effective email. Like, what does that look like? Like, how does a constituent strike at the heart of Senator Weiler? Okay. Well, I think, first of all, tell me where you live. I mean, I'm not a creeper. I don't need your address, but say, (laughs) hey, I live in your district. I live in Rose Park, or I live in your district. I live in the Upper Avenues or the Marmalade District, whatever. And start off with that because... Allie, 95% of the emails I get are from people in St. George and Logan and, you know, just outside of my Mm. district. And do I read those? Do those matter? Yes. Do they matter as much as the people that can vote for or against me? Of course not, because I, you know, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take that first. So, so that's number one. And number two, just tell me your story. Tell me, you know, why you care. Tell me how it's going to impact you. I I don't mind if people text me. My, my cell phone is on the website and I noticed that. I think that's very interesting. And that's my real cell phone. I don't play this game like, oh, here's my real cell phone. You know, I, I mm. that's my cell phone. Um, it's not a burner. It's not a burner. But you know what I what I, what I often get, and I'm I'm willing to look past this because I understand people can be cynical. But what I often get is, I know you won't read this, and if you read this, it won't matter because you're just bought and paid for by the lobbyists and blah blah blah. That's not particularly helpful. <laughs> like that, I'm surprised at how many people like start off with that argument and. You know, I, you know, it's just not true in my case. I'm constantly looking for, and my perfect no, far from it, but I'm constantly looking for what's the right policy. So that that is where I can be most effective. State Senator Todd Weiler, thank you for your time. Thanks, Allie. If you'd like a bird's eye view of where exactly this expansion could take place and what neighborhoods specifically will be impacted, there's a graphic on our Instagram page, little map for you, at CityCast SLC. And as Senator Weiler mentioned, the comment period for this project has been extended to January 13th. So if you have an opinion, you should chime in. I put a link in the show notes to submit a comment and linked to the senator's contact info if you want to write him an email too. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Tomorrow we are bringing back the best for a roundup of the best. You know what? 
You'll just have to wait and find out. Bye.